American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Teddy McDook. Yeah, I'm yeah, joined yeah. as always by Dr. Hoji Delector Gismoji. One and only. And John Tony Bennett Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Sing me those sweet tunes, Johnny. Now, guys, Sinatra. you like Sinatra. Oh, we go back to Sinatra. I'm not like Sinatra. Oh, you're not. Like, you just have a smooth, you have a smooth velvety voice, John. But that's yeah. nice. So, guys, first of all, just for all of our viewers, and I'm talking about John's parents yeah, and Zach Taylor. We have three viewers. Zach obviously watches the show to get coaching yeah. advice from John. And but me. Yeah, but all three. So anybody who wants to tune into our show on Brinks.tv, okay, you will be entered into a sweepstakes to win $1 billion. So your odds are really high. Hold on, hold on, hold on. $1 billion? It's, yeah, I opened the Brinks app or channel. And it said, it said, win $1 billion. So whoever, wow. yeah, watch the show, get the $1 billion. But you'll also okay. find a lot of great content. There is, correct me if I'm wrong, Courtney, there is reruns of, you know, MacGyver and Crocodile wow. Hunter. And there's, yeah, there's like a reality show. I think like a Noam Chomsky reality show. There's um, a lot of different podcasts. What, so you're like living with Noam Chomsky and, and it's like, like your housemates and, and he's cooking. Well, it's cooking. more, yeah, but it's more, he's taking a lot of naps. And, wow. you know, he's, he's kind of throwing the newspaper out of frustration. A lot of things. That's like that. wonderful. But, yeah. But I mean, so you can, yeah, you can go to Brinks.tv and, uh, and check us out there. You can leave comments. You can vote to kick people off of the show. You can vote to bring people on the show. It's a lot of fun. And uh, please, yeah, do that. But okay, guys, let us look at our last week. Okay. Okay, let us talk about, because John was talking about you know, the innovation in the coaching. We talked about that a little bit last week and he came out with a tweet video talking about this. So let us go to recap of week five. Right, that's good. That's good, foot blues. Because yeah. you know, the viewers might remember, Davio, that when we were on last last time uh, right. with, with, with uh, that, that guy from, from the Packers, that big buff dude. Yeah. Uh, Mike? Mike Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn. He, he, I told him, I had predicted, I said, it's going to be 27-27. And then yeah. I had said, do you remember this? And then yeah. I said, I said, McPherson is kick the winning field goal. And, and it didn't happen that way. Now, let me explain what happened real quick. Okay. Please. So first of all, you noticed that the kickers kept missing the kicks. I so did they, see that. Yeah. yeah. They were stuck in what is called a karmic loop. Okay. The karma was looping. And so they kept missing. And the reason I misunderstood the situation is like McPherson, that Bill Cosby guy, they just kept, it just kept looping and you looping. You call them McFarson. Is, is that a kind of like a sarcastic kind of, is that a shot at his ability? He, he kicks it far. He's McFarson. Oh, I thought it was like he's a farce. Okay, go ahead. 
No, McPherson and Bill Cosby. So, like anyways, yeah. yeah. So I, I I had performed Ab- Abu Kamanzi. It's Mason Cosby. Mason Cosby. Go ahead. Mason Cosby. Crosby. And so, Crosby. Oh, Bill Crosby. Go ahead. Yeah. So I had I had misread the Abu Kamanzi. Abu Kamanzi is when you read sand, and I had used some dust from the player's shoes, but I guess something right. got in the way and misread it. But anyways, I was right in a way. It was a great game. You know, we well, could, that we was a great recap of the game. Hoji was right. But I want to go a little bit deeper, if we okay. can. Can we? John, please. Look, the biggest issue people are having is not the missed kicks. Because McPherson's a rookie. I almost said McPherson. McPherson's a rookie. I, I believe in him. He was, he was so confident, which I love to see in the kicker, that his kick was good, that he was you know, celebrating. I think he had like a, you know, like a corny. But don't you see uh, you the know, wind? Just as the wind messed up my, my abrocomancy, the wind yeah. messed up his kick. The wind was off that day. It was off. Blame it but on John, the wind. That's what we yeah, said. Yeah, blame it on. John, what I'm saying is, it's not about McPherson, that game. Okay, no. there was no. a lot of fourth down opportunities where we, you know, punted or we. Oh, I mean, let's not forget Burrow's interception. Burrow's interception was the real turning point of overtime. Yeah, but 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 no, I mean, we got the ball back after that, right, John? Yeah, but but but, but really, that's when the momentum shift. The winds had okay. changed. See, it's all about winds. Right. Okay, John. What do you think? The gr- aggressiveness on the play calling, and also this whole thing about the empty sets and going too shallow with the routes. And I'm glad you asked. I love it. The defense knows that they don't have to, you know, keep those safeties too far back. Am I right? It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of things that go into this, and I think it's it's very lazy to li- boil it down to just one or two things. But that works with narratives, right? It works with just talking points and conversations. Oh, Zach Taylor is way in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing, or you know, it's uh, it's it's on Burrow and his interceptions. That's the first time in the modern NFL history that. Five potential game-winning field goals were missed, and both teams kind of played it very similar in, in to how they got into those situations, and neither team wanted to win. That I am completely anti-tie, but it seemed like both of these teams deserved it with the way that they managed this game towards the end. It's just it's, it's a shame though because I, I feel like for four and a half, three and a half quarters, I think Zach Taylor called a fine game. I think yeah. a lot well, let us go to Zach gets was... flack, Courtney. Sorry, can we go to Zach gets flack since we're talking about that? Go ahead, John. I, I think it was it was fine how he implemented whatever scheme and game plan he had for the most of this game. I thought there was actually a lot of creativity for what he was trying to do. A lot of the mistakes from the offense were not because of Zach Taylor. It was no. just plain simple execution errors. Zach yeah. Taylor is not responsible for Joe Burrow under throwing that deep shot on tape for an interception. He's not responsible yep. for Burrow throwing an interception in the beginning of overtime. That should have been the end of the game because Mason Crosby has no excuse to miss that field goal inside yes. of his own red zone. But, you know, of course, when they get another chance and then they run the ball for like six out of seven plays in that drive and they get stopped short on, on third and short and they roll out McPherson, and he should have made that kick too. So it's a lot of things that happen. And when you have a game yeah. this crazy, I just think it's really lazy to say yeah. blame the head coach. Yeah, and let me add, John, you would think Cosby would be more careful after all he's been through. But I just wanted to say that what I did like about Zach, and I think we should cut Zach slack, and I, do, I don't think we should be giving cut Zach flack, is that he went for it. If you noticed, he, we were going for it on fourth. And there were times when I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose. And they, they were converting on fourth. That was really interesting. Yeah. I liked it. The, and they were more creative. And by the way, the star again is the Bengals defense. Because if these two teams were neck and neck, it was the defense that was keeping them neck and neck. Well, let's just talk about that for a second, John. Because it's Jadobe, Avuzier, he, he said, look, uh, 
what did they say? I, I'm an animal. He's an animal. We're all animals. I don't know if it was like a kind that's of philosophy. Like, you you can yeah philosophy, philosophy biology. Yeah. I don't know if he was talking about the football or not. But my question is this: He gave up 200 yards, but he had a good PFF rating. So well, he didn't give up the two. I'm the team, obviously gave up to him. But so, uh, you know, we're not going to have Trey Baines anytime soon. You know, what What about Devontae Adams going off makes you concerned? Or are you concerned? Is it just one of those things? Because a lot of those were just, I think it was a couple of really deep plays and one, you know, he kind of snuck through the defense. Yeah, go ahead. You enter this week and you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the opposite side. We have two guests who are really affluent with the Lions and they can yeah. tell you right off the bat that those guys are just dangerous. It doesn't matter who you have lining up yes. against them. Those guys are going to pop off. They're going to produce. Yeah. I think Awuzie played fine regardless of what Adams' box score looks like. We were talking about this game having to be a shootout because no matter how good the Bengals' defense is, the Packers will find ways to take the top off of you and get points on the board. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, well, there's nothing you, you can well, do about the car- Yeah, there's nothing you can do about yeah. the karmic loop. They were cutting in the yeah. karmic loop. I mentioned. Well, speaking of our guest, I don't know if you guys know these. Okay, okay. I don't even know where to start. These guests are not just guests. They're not even just the greatest guests on the football Deep show. Breath. They, they are the greatest guests in the history of guesting. Yes. Visiting other people yeah. virtually, in person, dinner parties. Yeah. You know, if you go back in history, you will not find guests. Political like parties. Yeah, these guys yeah. are the get. These guys are the. Uh, are, if you want a, a top guest list, they're at the top of the top of that list. Yeah, and because look, one of them is Jerry Ball, the who, the Jerry Ball who we all remember was you know filling up, stuffing you know uh, offensive like you know just this this taking up a space, a huge guy who just offenses had to plan around to get around who they had to find a map around it was incredible and uh, and his he literally played ball he did he did literally I mean, yeah i mean i'm not i'm not sure but i think it was called like foot game foot before yeah. jerry's career and they said wow we need to dedicate something to him let's mvp okay whatever yeah let's let's call it football and Flows. The, the other one is is jack Kavanaugh, who is a is a savvy a brilliant analyst, a very charismatic host. So let us bring them on, Courtney, please. Jerry Ball, Jack Kavanaugh of the Believe wow. in the Lions podcast. Wow. 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 Welcome oh. and salutations. Hello, 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 friends. Pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. And may I say, I love your decision in terms of facial hair. Yeah, I was going to say, are you guys related? Yeah. Like, what's up <laughs> with that? Not, this seems like nepotism. Yeah. This is Jack. nepotism. Hey, we lions at heart. Lions what? at heart. It, it's nice to be on a such a well a well groomed show. Sorry, sorry about Thank that, you. John. Yeah, I meant, I meant I meant are Jack and Daddy related? Because yeah, is, and as Jerry related to Hoji. I mean, if you notice the co-host thing at Believe, I mean, the 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 requirements, the contracts to make you sound are crazy. One host yeah. needs a mustache. One host needs a beard. It's crazy. It but, is crazy. But look, guys. Let us talk about the Detroit Lions. That's wow. that's that's what we want to talk about. Lions versus yeah. Tigers. It's gonna Hawkinson's be team. They are known as TJ Hawkinson's team. The Lions, okay, they made a trade. They got Jared Goff and they they let Matt Stafford go. It was a, a decision that they made. They got draft capital. They take on Jared Goff's co- contract. But but come on, they are not. Let's be clear. They're not giving up. Jared Goff. Number one overall pick, you know, NFC champion. Uh, the guy, if he's in the right system, he does well. Lions, as Jack was telling me, are not as bad as their record would reflect. They have lost very close ones. 
So I want to hear why we should be afraid of the lions. Yeah, tell us about that. You can go That's first, Jerry. Okay, well, first of all, the lions is the king of the jungle. Remember that title. That's the first. Okay. Secondly, because the lions have played really uh, some competitive teams, you know, they, they actually lost in a similar fashion as you guys lost this past week with field goals. Now, the only thing different is, is that we didn't, we don't have the win to contend with in Detroit that they do in Cincinnati when you're kicking field goals. So we looked at if the Lions are put in the situ right situations, we look to walk away with a win. You know, so at the end of the day, we're looking for a Swift, Jarrett, and the defensive line and secondary to hold up their ends. Yeah. yeah. Um when you've got a star like TJ Hawkinson catching passes over the middle, granted, he only had two, three targets last week, only 22 yards, but that's okay. He is a threat at any time. And the Bengals linebackers have never faced a tight end like TJ Hawkinson. And De DeAndre Swift, he's looked pretty good too. He can take advantage of that defense just like Aaron Jones did, just like Dalvin Cook did, just like Najee Harris did. It's going to be fun. Well, Jack... Could you please tell me why they've never faced? Because look, they faced, I don't know, the Gronky. They faced, they faced some they, good tight ends. They faced Kelsey two years they ago. They faced Kelsey. What makes Oh, years and, ago. Does anybody, first of all, with TJ, because I, I had, you know, John told me about him. You told me about him. I hadn't heard about him before. I want to, first of all, know, does anybody know what his initials are for? Is it like Tommy John Hawkinson? What is it? Is it Terry Jordan? The, I'm going to guess Theodore James, but I have okay. not a clue. So that is a sign that someone is not a star yet. So I'm not, <laughs> when you don't know his actual name, but I will say this. Okay. What you call him? What, what is it about him that you think he, why is it his team now? It's everything. Like he can block. He is one of the top blocking tight ends in the NFL. He's got the size, six foot five, 251 pounds. He's got the speed, 76th percentile speed score, 90 per 90th percentile burst score. Like he is just a freak athlete. And they've maybe they faced in the past Gronk and such, but they've never faced a tight end with this caliber of hair winning the championship belt at tight end you. There we go. Okay, okay. You, you well, have that is good. Hair. Hair. Hair, hair, yeah, I just hair want to important. say, yeah, because you mentioned hair and you mentioned freak, and those are two things that people correlate with me and Hoji all the time. Right. We have been called, called freak freaks. Child. Yeah. I didn't know that... <laughs> I didn't know that makes you a good football player. So that is new to me. I but, had a hairy chest when I was only five years old. So but John, John, who, you know, eats, drinks, sleeps, and marries football, was yeah. bored by that conversation, which tells he me he disagrees. Because John never gets bored when he's talking about football. John. I understand the hype with TJ Hawkinson. I think it's not boring but kind of funny because like that you have to hype tj hawkinson because what else is there to hype about the, the lions offense i can't name a single receiver that they have healthy for this game not a single one i don't know what the Bengals have to worry about when it's just tj tj hawkinson running five yard outs over the middle right i was gonna and i can i add to that yeah so it, almost every game this year i have said the defense is going to surprise you of the Bengals, and, and and it's been the defense that has made the game i'm going to shift and I'm going to say what you're going to see against the Detroit Lions is the redemption of Joe Burrow. And the reason is because I don't think we've played a team this year with a worse pass rush than the Detroit Lions. And that has always been the problem for us, for the Bengals, is we don't know what to do against the pass rush. 
But we don't have to worry about that with the Detroit Lions because their pass rush is pretty weak. Well, let's, let's see what Jerry well, has to say. Yeah. Well, Doc, Doc, I, I tell you, you know, I, I think you're kind of loopy in the same way you were That's talking true. about the serendipity That's of, true. you know, this loop. The kickers got caught in, in the last Carnegie. game. I think you still in that loop. First of all, the Detroit Lions have a very good defensive line. And and I'll challenge you to a crystal if the offensive line of Cincinnati can stop the defensive line from getting to Burrow. And I like Burrow as a quarterback. I just hope he can't make any calls since he got hit in the throat. And I hope he's healthy. Okay, so I Oji, I I think this is getting dangerous for you because no, no, when he's no, a no. challenge, no, you're going to have to line up across from Jerry Ball. If yeah. I'm like, if I'm yeah, well, I, so, I, I'm an athlete, you know. I am a former athlete too. Who well, will I, win that leverage battle ten times out of ten? That low man wins. I actually, I, I actually did a lot of ballet when I was a child, but oh, I, I know, I know how to plie. Well, so okay, so you, you are going you toe do not toe. know who yeah, you're missing. Toes, you're toes, going toe you're for toe. Hoji. Okay, okay, hold on. You don't want this. You don't want this. So, so, uh, Jerry, but what we do on this show to settle such disagreements is we go to John. John, yeah, what do you think John, about make, yeah. the uh, uh, Bengals O line versus Lions pass rush? You're the O line master. Well, let He's us go to the battle of the trenches. That's what no, we're no, discussing. No. Courtney, please. It's always one in the trenches. John knows that. And okay. I, I, I'm interested to hear what John thinks because I think the John. Lions' defensive line severely underrated, like Jerry's saying. Uh, yeah, I I give them a, a, a C plus, C minus. John, so they have they oh. have to be underrated because I mean you have to be rated first. And I see Trey Flowers, who's really good. I think he missed practice today. I see Michael Brockers, another uh, former Ram on this Lions team. Charles Harris off the other edge. Is that is is that it? Is that is that is that all that you guys have to offer? Oh, no, it's not, so, this line's not so good. But it's not just about each person on the line. I mean, let's just look right. at how they've performed. You know, together. Mm-hmm. And Charles it hasn't Harris. been great. It hasn't been great. Charles Harris a sack in f- four straight games. Trey Flowers he comes back after missing three games. He gets a sack in his his first game back. And you got the big man, the big nose tackle up the middle, Aleem McNeil. He is looking good. He's starting to provide juice at the middle third round pick that's why you don't know about him you're sleeping on these uh recent draft picks by the lions Aline mcneil levi on wuzuriki had about four tackles last week like these aren't household names yet but they are young and they are ferocious well, and, and people have been sleeping on the lions draft for like the last 10 years now yeah, but that was Bob Quinn. He didn't matter. Well, the, the <laughs> thing I'll say about McNeil, I was a third-round draft pick myself. And you know how that came about. We skinned plenty being my So is the is the starting kicker for the Detroit Lions still Randy Bullock? No. Yeah, so the Titans. Let me okay, let let me ask John something. So I don't know if Jerry and Jack know, but the Bengals offensive line has made a lot of improvement, especially in pass protection. We have a very good tackle, Jonah Williams. We have a pretty good left guard, Quinton Spain. We have a good center who's coming back for injury. John, what is your latest take on Trey Hopkins? Oh, boy. Behind closed doors, I told daddy that Trey Hopkins would be okay. Um, He suffered a torn ACL back in January. He just doesn't look the same. Like, there are some flashes of the old Trey Hopkins, but 
honestly. Like at this point, I I do wonder if a guy who's now 29, 30 years old, coming off of yet another bad knee injury, I just wonder if this is just too soon for him. And honestly, like I I don't know how much that he has left in the tank right now. Okay, so Terry Hopkins is going to be fine, and then you go to right guard. Wait a minute, wait, you just and you have that was exactly what he said. Yeah, he's going to be fine, but he's not going to be fine. fine. No, he's okay. going to he's going to be fine. But okay, so right guard, we have had some struggles. We've had some struggles with, you know, Jackson Carmen, but he might be out look, this week. Might be out, but but we but. might have an even better draft pick taking his space. John, Deontay Smith, go ahead. Tell us, you think. He, Pro Bowler, go. <laughs> do do I think Pro Bowler? Or are we just we just libeling right now? Um, yeah, yeah. Deontay Smith was a fourth round pick. He played pretty well in the preseason. He's never played Boom. right guard before. Wow. Um, but yeah, he could be good. Sizzling. Okay. Yeah. And then, that that sounds like a lot to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page, JD. Out of out of East okay. Carolina too. He's a small school guy. I don't know if he can stand up Not against underdog. Underdog. The Motor City is going to Motor City. Interest, I mean, people. Interesting thing about them. your right tackle though. He used yeah. to play for the Lions. He wasn't good enough for the Lions. Yeah. Riley Reef. Castaway from Detroit. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. The Lions, okay. Let's just, just go to predictions. Okay. Let's just right. move on to predictions. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about Sewell. Oh, yeah. Let's just go back to Battle of the Trenches. So, look. Let's just go back to the Battle of the Trenches. So, look. The Bengals were obviously kind of being pushed by a lot of people to draft Panay Sewell. Yeah. And they went with Jamar Chase. And, look, Jamar Chase, John, I don't have the stats from me, but I think he has... There's about 12 touchdowns already, about 800 yards. He, he was the right pick. Picks. He was and the right pick. He has, look, he has a big 50-yard chunk play every single game. I mean, every single game. And here's the other thing, John. It really seems like every time they go deep to him, good things happen. Like, there was one that was out of bounds. There was one, there was like two that, you know, were kind of too hard. Uh, but it does seem like it's a really good option to just throw it up to, there to him. So he's been fantastic. But look. We are limited in terms of what we can do on offense because, you know, of our offensive line to some degree. So Sewell would have been nice. I think Chase was still the right pick. But a lot of Bengals fans are wondering about it. But we did make a signing in the offseason, Trey Hendrickson. That's right. That has been a home run so far. I mean, this guy was everything we thought he was in New Orleans, but even better. I mean, this guy will destroy offensive lines. So, John, how does that match up? play out and how good does it make the brown family look i'll be honest i haven't watched a lot of sewell in a lions uniform so i think uh jack and jerry might be more equipped to, to talk about how he's currently playing but in regards to hendrickson i think he's playing above expectation and i think whenever he has a decent matchup at left tackle you can rely on him to cause some disruption back there so i, I think taylor decker is like working his way back from injury right now maybe he's like cleared the practice right now so what really is the situation with Sewell right now and is he still expected to stick at left tackle well yeah. if i could just say you know Sewell for one being a young guy playing in this game right now and being asked to play left tackle you know which is the premier position on the offensive line he stepped up and, and met the challenge last week he had a little challenge going against Griffin who everyone knows is one of the top DNs in the game uh but I think that he for the most part he held his water and you know going forward he should get better now whether or not they leave him at left tackle or not 
you know, that'll go game by game. I think as the offensive line has had some injuries, you know, they're making some midstream adjustments as how they're going to play as a unit. Yeah, yeah. It, his his so with Decker, they're not going to force him back. They're going to it's all up in the air, and we have no way to know what's going to happen there. But interesting thing about Sewell, he's had trouble the last two weeks against Griffin, Everson Griffin, veteran, Robert Quinn, veteran. He's done pretty well against the young guys, though. Adolfe Owe from Baltimore. We got Rashawn Gary from the Packers. And we got Nick Bosa from the 49ers. He shut them all down. So maybe against a younger athlete, Sewell, if he does stay at left tackle, has the advantage here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Because Trey Hendrickson is not the rookie. No. But, uh, but yeah, neither, neither is Nick Bosa. Yeah. No, it's not going to really matter because what's going to happen is you're going to see, uh, you're going to see uh, Jamar Chase go really deep this game against Detroit, and you're going to see a lot of deep balls. And I think you're going to see Jamar Chase like you've never seen him before. And that's a lot considering that he's looked amazing so far. Yeah. I think this is going but to let be. Let us get day. your prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. First of all, uh, hats off to Detroit. I drive an electric vehicle, and as you know, you guys, Detroit is going all electric, and that's great in their car manufacturing. I respect you. I respect your city, but I believe that they're going to lose badly. I think they're only going to score seven points, and the Bengals will score 42. And I think that it's going to be Jamar Chase's a big game. I think this is the game that all the highlights are going to come out. You're going to see Jamar Chase going crazy, nuts, and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, this is going to be the game. Yeah. Did you give us a score used for the Bengals, you said? I did, 42. 42, 42 Bengals. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, great. So it's the Jamar Chase game. And uh, John, go ahead. I'll say it's the T. Higgins game. I, I think we've had wow. a Tyler Board game. We've had a Jamar Chase game. We've even had a C.J. Zoma game. I think T. Higgins is fully back. I think he's going to have a really good game. I think the Bengals' offense is going to break 30. It's just a matter of how many points the Lions put up as well. I'm going to say like 34 to 23 Bengals. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jack, we'll save Jerry. We'll save Jerry the best for last. Uh, Jack, please. Well, interesting thing. The Lions have held two premier offenses to just 19 points. The Vikings last week and two weeks ago, the Baltimore Ravens. They became the second team to hold Lamar Jackson under 20 points in the regular season ever. Only the Patriots have done it before. So because of that, I think they're going to hold yet another premier offense under 20 points. 19 for the Bengals in a loss with the Lions scoring 21. Can I respond real quick? Really, really quick. Of course. The the Ravens, they got a great running game. We don't even really worry about running the ball. It's the pass rush that I said was weak. That's why I think it's going to be a different game. Go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, so the Bengals are not a premier offense. Yeah. (laughs) They have a Mr. Jerry Bond. I appreciate you guys for having me on. And, you know, I know it's been pleasant up to this point. Uh-oh. But at this point, Uh-oh. I think, you know, we're going to take a, a turn. Uh, first of all, I like the bet you, Doc, that Uh-oh. when the Lions whip you bingles, that you at least cut your goat beard down to a goatee like mine. Wow. You'll wear the Jerry Ball look instead. All right. And I then don't, I don't know if I can pull that off. You know, and I, I like that sweater you have on, and it's Halloween. And since the Bengals are probably going to show up in Detroit as if it's Halloween as a football team, once we thump you guys, I like that sweater 
so that I can put it on my pooch while we trick or treat. Whoa. So I well, have that, that is Detroit an honor winning, Wow. I have Detroit winning 21 19. Wow. This this was this this was handmade. Yeah. This was handmade by Buddhist monks in, in, in oh. India. Uh, oh yes. Pure, it's pure hey, I, oh, so you so you telling me you're a swarmerji? Well, look, I I just I don't know if I can wager that high, you know, of a bet. Well, but I hey, tell you what, well, I I'll make you I'll make you a counter offer. If you guys okay. win, if you guys win, you could come back on the show and make fun of me. Okay, I I do that. I would say something about your bald head, but you know, I'm kind of <laughs> lacking a little bit myself. No, no, no. You, I think we both pull it off. I think if they put both of oh, us, oh yes. If they put both of us on the cover of GQ, I think it would be the final issue for good reasons. And they he actually does a, that little bit of uh, hair you see is uh, actually hair plugs. He just, and, he just and so, out of money. To, yeah. So he, he wants to put us on the cover of GQ, right? Go quarantine. That's there right. You go. That's so right. Mr. Jerry Ball, I hear yes. you. And I do, I do think I like the Halloween team. And I think the bangers are going to have a great treat for you. And is that they're going to spook you pretty bad. Yeah, I think that Joe Burrow, this is going to be the Joe Burrow game. I think he throws for 450 yards or more. He throws for four touchdowns. He lets it rip. And I uh, obviously, I don't mean that he's going to have, you know, too much food before the game or whatever. Right. Letting it Wind, rip. Wins. Win, yeah. yeah, he's going to throw the, let the ball rip. He's not going to let his, you know, internal intestinal gas rip. Hopefully but, not. Or maybe well, we'll maybe he will. Maybe. I mean, maybe he will. Maybe I mean, you do well, anything. Well, you know, well, in, it, in the war, yeah. Go ahead. If he's well, on the I was just gonna say we'll make sure we send him uh, some food the night before. So tell me no, what no, hotel no. will they be? No, no, yeah. no. But we'll, we'll take care of the gastric aspect of it. Well, well, if he's if he's on the Dan Campbell coffee plan too, you know that might just take care of itself naturally. We're not gonna go. give him coke. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> so, so Mr. Jerry Ball. I yes, will sir. say you and Jack both said 21-19. I am going to say that it will be a nail biter, okay? I think the Bengals... I, look, I think Detroit will get a late touchdown. The Bengals are not going to shut them out. They will get, get seven points. But the Bengals will put up 55 on them wow. in, ah. in, in a nail-biting game because here's the That's thing. That's a nail-biter? Yes, because well, I'll be biting my nails. Yeah. I'll be biting my nails out of boredom. Because the game now, will now, be over now, by now the first quarter. Can, how, yeah. Now, how yeah. can you say that's a nail biter, right? I just explained. Yeah. yeah. It's 55 to 7? Yes, a nail biter. That's what we call yeah, it. Jerry, yeah. Jerry, honestly, yeah. we're used to this kind of nonsense. I mean, he just says stuff. Yeah, I, I, I hope Jerry, no one has on. ever, ever following him on a bet. Jerry, can we? Yeah. You know, he you used to think. Money, lost car. And don't ever yeah. think that you guys can come into Detroit and score 55. And if you did that, we're not going to let you leave town. Okay. Okay. Is it because you're trying to keep all our players so you have a better roster? Look, Mr. Jerry Ball, <laughs> I want to look, I want to stop with the with the jokes and all the football. I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something, you know, that is it it, it touches a special place in my heart. Okay, because Go sometimes ahead. it's about giving back to the community. Thank you, Courtney. Promotion. Promotion. Yeah. So heart to heart. there are a lot of kids out there that don't have an electro voice RE27 ND Me. microphone. And Me. I'm talking about our co-host, Dr. Roger Lecter. I have none. And they just go through life not knowing 
that that is what everybody has and they think that is normal. It is like kids that must drink contaminated water. They don't know any better. Yeah, right. Dr. Hoshi, when you hear him, I think of contaminated water. I think of depleted yeah. uranium. I think of all yeah. those, those struggles that so many people in the world are going through. I'm getting by that, but it ain't easy. But Mr. Jerry Ball, you know, as someone who's made tens of millions of dollars in your career. Wow. Am I right or is it hundreds? I don't know. As someone ah. who's made that much money, sometimes you don't know what to do with your money. And right. that is why Patreon.com exists. It is to take money from people who are so rich and so busy to know how to spend it. And so if you and the city of Detroit can just go to our show and support us, you can get these great mm -hmm. takes about your team. You can get all of this great news and support for the Detroit Lions. And that is all I'm saying. I also, Jerry, please, if you ask all of your fans on Twitter, Jerry has, has a great following, to just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star yeah. review. Leave a five and star. yeah, and 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 also subscribe to the show on YouTube, DNH Sports. But yeah. I also, in return, want people to go to the Believe in the Lions podcast and subscribe because these guys are fantastic. I mean, you talk yeah, about absolutely. the perfect balance, perfect balance, mustache, beard. Never been done before. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. And even though they were under the false impression that lions are king of the jungle, Bengals live in jungles. Yeah. Bengals live in jungles, but they're not as into the accolades. So they're no. not as pretentious. Hey, why is the list then? It's lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. Now, li lions. It keeps just... getting worse. So lions are the weakest. Then it's then it's yeah tigers and then bears. That's why we lost to the bears this year. That's true. Wait, well, to tell you the truth, Doc Beard kind of looks like a lion's mane. Maybe he's a, a hidden lion. Honestly, Ooh. if you paid me enough, I would come to your show because this man doesn't pay me. Well, uh, well, but... well, I, I, it, it's probably because he's too cheap to change that sweater. Jerry Ball, you are a quick judge of character. He he learned that you were cheap in the in a course of in the course of one show. It took me 10 years of being this guy's friend before I realized how cheap. 10 years? Yeah. Oh well, man. 10 days. 10 days, but 10 years before I quit the band. Well, I'll tell you what, he's gonna make up for it at some point, but it won't be this Sunday. No. no. It won't be the next either. Okay. Well, I mean, just so you know, I paid eight dollars for this jersey. So, you know, it's a, it's an AJ Green jersey and just fresh off the presses. I just uh, got it. Well, yeah. you probably got it free since AJ's left you guys, right? Is that yeah. why you're wearing it? It was eight dollars. last, last yeah. year's news? Most of the things he wears are out of the, you know. It, it, isn't that last year's news? Uh, it's called the Calvin Johnson discount. Yeah. Oh, oh, so let's go get Icky Woods then. If you're if you're into if you're into expired food, you should see Dadio's fridge. You know, the Vice thing is the FDA. Food. No, the, okay, the FDA food. is irrationally strict. Most of that food, they just put the timeline on there, Courtney. because they because they're forced to. You can you can you can. A lot of times, I asked someone, so I went to buy some goldfish crackers from a wholesale, and they said no, and they were six months past due. And I said, wait, can I eat these? Can I feed these to my children? And they said, yeah, it's fine. Those those dates mean nothing. Okay, that's all we have for Dr. Roger Electric Kasmoji and John Sheeran and Jack Kavanaugh and the great 
Jerry Ball. I'm Daddy McDoodle. We'll see you next time. So long. It's Vicky. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.